welcome to Various Things. I'm Gary Lama. Today's interview is with Jason Boyer. Jason began playing music in hardcore bands and tattooing while he was still just in his teens. By the time I met him, he had developed into an amazing tattooist and also had started work on the musical path that he continues to this day for going the more traditional band approach to make his own music, first under the name Nerve City. Today, his musical work has continued on that path and developed into a self-recorded, self-directed process that now includes the hand manufacturing of the release format, usually cassette, as a seamless part of the production process, with as much attention paid to the graphics and pressing production as to the writing and recording, each done in a separate room of his home. His current work is being released under the moniker Service Learner, where much of the audio he produces are studies of what he's learning in the studio. And when it's not a musical day, maybe he produces a zine instead. It's a fucking fascinating process. So getting to talk with Jason and learn how this all works was quite awesome to me. Note, when Jason agreed to do this interview, he had been up all night, kind of ramped up off adrenaline after having to deal with some drama in his neighborhood. So I greatly appreciate him taking the time to talk, put that aside, and get into explaining what his creative world looks like. And with that, here's my interview with Jason Boyer. Enjoy. So with you, your big things are like music, tattooing, art. Um, so I think, you know, we'd be remiss unless we went through and figured out like, how the fuck did you get into music? How did you get into art? How did you get into tattooing? Because you kind of have a life that all those things kind of like seamlessly like weave in and out of each other. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know. Just being a, you know, being a kid wanting to fucking wanting to mess around. Like, I, I, I don't know. Subculture was, was, was interesting to me. You know what I mean? Whether it was graffiti or hardcore or any of that stuff, you know, any and all of it. Like I wanted all of it. And I started young. When you were growing up, where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Miami, Florida. So the interesting part about that, like when we're talking about subculture and stuff like that, is like there's not much of it there, you know? Because it was hmm. like growing up in, in Miami in the 80s, 90s, whatever, there weren't many of us, you know what I mean? There was one spot, show up to the show on Friday. It's a club town, you know? It's a nightclub scene. So finding punk rock, hardcore, stuff like that, like there were a few of us, you know, but but it was there. What was the thing that connected with you that you felt like you could be part of this and, and like actually like start playing and putting your own shit out into it? I always wanted to play music. And it's funny, you know, I asked for a guitar one Christmas when I was like, you know, 12 or something like that. My mom being the wonderful single mother that she was, um, went out and, you know, probably asked the guy at the music store, my son wants to play guitar, you know? And right. Yeah. So he sold her this nylon string acoustic guitar. Okay. You know, classical. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, you know, fuck, I I can't play like nine inch nails on that or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And um, and then that same Christmas, and I didn't want to be ungrateful or anything or ungrateful, whatever 
whatever the word is. But um, my friend got this, uh, this like black strat copy looking thing with like a little amp and a distortion pedal. And I was so jealous. But then a few weeks later, Nirvana Unplugged came out. And since Kurt Cobain was left-handed, it was mirrored for me when I was watching it, and I filmed it on VHS. Oh, wow. And I kind of, yeah, and I kind of, like, learned. And, and then I was like, oh, fuck, like, acoustic's cool. You know what I mean? And, and then, right. you know, and then I was able to, like, pause and then, like, look at his, you know, fingering and stuff like that and, and kind of, like, start to figure stuff out because it was all mirrored like weirdly enough but um that's kind of how i how i got into it and then i just i don't know after that i was i was hooked you know oh yeah so what was your first band that you actually um you know started playing in i mean i had a bunch of little you know garage band type projects um and then probably around what like seventeen, eighteen, something like that, like right around when I was starting to to be a uh, you know, shop boy or whatever at the tattoo shop, me and my buddy Matt Bavetto started a band called Target Nevada and that was the first I guess like metal hardcore type thing you know that was that was popular down in south florida like at the time you know mm-hmm. so and so you had already started working at the tattoo shop when that happened how the fuck did you get into that because that's like 17 or 18 to decide to start up to take on like an apprenticeship like where were you coming from with that had you had previous art experience like what drew you to the tattoo world no, so I've done some graffiti from, you know, probably like 13, 14, something like that. Just just making a mess. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but just, you know, being a vandal. Like, that's that's, right. that's, what, I, that's what I wanted to be. Yeah, that's, that's how I felt. And um, a buddy of mine introduced me to this guy, Ness. Never ending smile, this dude, Jose Carrera. And um, he had just gotten out of prison and he was kind of like an old Miami graffiti legend. <laughs> right. And I was working at an Eckerd's photo lab, like a 60 minute photo lab at the time. So, and he had just started trying, like, he learned how to tattoo in prison or whatever. And then basically, like, I was developing his film for free in exchange for tattoos. Oh, and cool. I was probably 16, 17 at the time. Yeah, probably 16, 17 at the time, you know? And then I just started, you know, every day after school, just going in and hanging out. You know what I mean? Going into the shop, hanging out, and then after a while, they're like, "Well, if, I, I mean, if you're gonna fucking sit here all day, like, just you know, pick up the phone or do something, you know." And then kind of evolved and whatever. And then you know, there, there were a few moves that he made, and I kind of rolled with him. And you know, around seventeen, eighteen, he started showing me some stuff, 
you know, he didn't really know what he was doing, but I was able to pick up some, some, you know, something. <laughs> had you had like done any formal art or anything like that or like any of that shit before then? No, not really. I mean, I didn't, I didn't care about art and I still don't necessarily believe in art or artists. Like, I don't, I don't like those words like, I like craft or, you know, words like that more mm-hmm. than art or artists. Like, I'm, you'll never catch me saying, like, tattoo artists or something like that. Like, I don't believe in that. Is it like that the like the aspect of work is more part of something like craft rather than it kind of – because art, like, kind of, like, divorces the work from the product, like, the concept of right. it kind of. And so you're much right. more, like, it's into, my, like, the craft. Exactly. Like, it's um, it's important for me to recognize the amount of hours that I, we, we've all spent doing this stuff, you know? Right. Versus, like, I, like I fucking hate, uh, oh, man. Like, I, I was just talking to my buddy today about it today. Like, I fucking hate, like, and whatever. I'm sorry if you're one of them, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't like tattooers that went to art school. I don't like <laughs> kids that call themselves punks that fucking like, they're like their parents let them have house shows. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Right. No, I feel you. Cause it, 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 it's almost like training like you can't form like if you formally train to do the thing, then it ends up being like yeah, a different <laughs> process of arriving at it. Exactly. Like, like what are you gonna you gonna teach someone how to how to be a vandal, how to how to be a punk, how to how to how to get into a subculture? Like, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Like, you have to find these things yourselves, right? Or or, or yourself? Like, oh my God, there's totally just, gonna be a full sale graffiti school at some point isn't there oh i'm i mean i don't know there there might be one all right <laughs> like no it wouldn't be called graffiti street art there'd be like a street art degree. oh dude Don't <laughs> i will i'll fucking hang up right now like yeah i hate that shit you know uh-huh. and especially like growing up in miami like all the places that we used to paint you know that that like the cops wouldn't fuck with us at because like, you know, whatever they were bad neighborhoods. Like those are all, those are all the hot spots now. And they had that art basil down there and like, Oh yeah. You know, whatever. I got plenty of friends that, that participate in that and that are great at being whatever they're being. But like, <laughs> that's, you know, it's it's almost kind of weird for me to, like, see those neighborhoods transition into these hot spots of, like, bars and graffiti culture and stuff like that. Like, it's it's just silly. You know what I mean? It's corny. It's, like, I don't know. There's We could use Not, that for everything, you know, for, for I, any I, subculture yeah, or whatever. I, I feel you. I mean, like Richmond, it, it's it's got that too. I mean, one of the common things we have now is a lot of like Nova, 
like Northern Virginia transplants that come down here. And it's so right. funny because being a person that grew up in Richmond, the one thing we would never do ever is go in the fucking river. Like you never went in the river, but there's fucking ketone in it. <laughs> And it's disgusting. And like, I just have, I have so many friends that have gotten like tattoos fall out after getting tattooed and going in the fucking river and they just got infected. Like, you talking about the chains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the funny yeah, fucking yeah. thing is, as soon as the Nova folks came down here, they started being like, dude, you guys have like class five rapids right in the city. Let's go to the river. Like, and it's just, it's just so <laughs> funny to me yeah. because it's like, dude, there's class five, but it's also where we dump our shit. Like, like that's where the fucking shit pipe comes out of the city. And like, I mean, it's in the fucking river, dude. Like, it's just such a, like, I see it with these different eyes and like, it's so fucking yeah. weird. Just as someone that's been here, it's just really weird. I don't know if it's better or worse, um, but it's not the same. So I, I can definitely like, you know, and we've had the same thing happen kind of with street art, like just everywhere. And I think the saddest part about that is I told you you say one more time I'm gonna fucking hang up. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part about that shit is is a lot of these folks they aren't even from the city that will do these murals. So they're like people that kind of tour around the country. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, I want to see like some motherfucker from this neighborhood paint in this neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like I want to see something of this place represented on this, not some dude from like Poland's like thoughts on like what he can do with this crink can, yeah, you they, know, or the fuck. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they source out like for that, you know, specifically for like, uh, that art basil thing, like they'll source like, you know, retina or like, you know, uh, Shepherd Fair, like people like that, you know what I mean? And like save walls for them and shit like right, that. Right. It's like, you're not even from Miami, motherfucker. Like, right, right. Yeah. It's you just, like fucking grow up here, like fucking, you know, busting your ass or, or just like, you know, risking your, your young, like, I mean, it was, and it was silly. Like, you know, when we were kids, like, that, that was stupid, you know? Right. It's silly, but like, yeah, they weren't there. Like, that's not their fucking city. Like, I think I would appreciate it a little more if it was, you know, mostly uh, locals or just people, like, if people weren't just going after, after like, the big prize, you know what I mean? And, and trying to get these, these high-dollar, like, quote-unquote artists, you know, to have their assistants fucking do a wall for them. Like... <laughs> Yeah. You know, and that, I mean, but that's the thing that like sucks about like, you know, a lot of like that homogenized like American culture, like that, I think a lot of punks and fucking just folks that don't get it or don't get with it. The thing that sucks is like that you can go to any town in America and you can go to like the same TGI Fridays, basically. And so it like to have like that same thing of like this kind of yeah. placeless, like, you know, to be in Miami and, and be seeing like a New York painter, it, it's, it's just, it doesn't, it, it, you'd, you'd want to see like the Miami painter in Miami, not the fucking same nine people fucking everywhere. You know, I mean, and that's the cool sure. thing about hardcore and stuff too, is like, you know, at a certain time, like all these cities kind of had a scene that, 
because of the weird fucking makeup of that city, like it would have this bent, you know, like this town would kind of be like a little more like rock. This town would be like a little more metal and right. like, you know, and so you could kind of be like, oh, you know, there's this new band from, you know, like I don't know, use Syracuse as an example or something. And it's like, you kind of know what they're going to fucking yeah, sound. Sure. Like, you know? Um, yeah. And they're, they're unique to their cities and they're appropriate for their cities. And, you know, it, it reflected like the attitude of the city and that it was coming from, you know what I mean? Like if you look at, you know, even though I grew up, my, like, you know, I spent, I spent years living in Richmond, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with Virginia, like Virginia hardcore is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. But, it, but it's, but it's Virginia and like there's Richmond hardcore. And then there's that like, you know, like page 99, like Northern Virginia hardcore, like, like page 99, like corner macabre, like it, it should reflect where it comes from. And, you know, like these subcultures are, are there for a reason. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, but the like Miami thing where it was like, it was tight and it was a certain way because that's all that we knew because we didn't have like bands weren't, driving from like bands were stopping in Atlanta or Jacksonville and then kind of cruising, <laughs> cruising off. You right. know what I mean? They weren't spending the extra six hours to get down to Miami to play for us. Right. So like we, we kind of had to develop our own thing. I think, you know, a lot of cities, like that's why their, you know, subcultures or their sound or their look or whatever they're doing is, reflective of the town itself and like you know the people that made it like because that's what you had and that's something that's kind of very lacking these days um you know because kind of like the, the internet and all that shit it kind of it kind of lets anyone see anything from anywhere and and people places can kind of become like placeless you know, like if you ever look at like any of these like YouTubers or something like that, they all kind of have like this like, like a lot of the popular ones will have this kind of like LA vibe, but the motherfucker might be in like Ohio. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it doesn't right, yeah. You know, like it, it's all kind of the same or whatever. Well, I mean, but yeah, and the the information so readily available, like or there's just so much information. You know, there's so much information. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but like people have access to so much information. And like, I see, you know, I, I didn't, I don't think I did a good tattoo for probably 10 years. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, you're I'm, learning. I'm, I'm watching kids like get, you know, Instagram or whatever and figure things out or, you know, emulate stuff. You know, I was always, Popping into like Barnes and Noble or whatever, uh, whatever that other bookstore, Borders, um, to see like you know you look at the lifestyle section just to see if the next issue of like IT like international tattoo artists or like tattoo magazine or whatever had come out. You know what I mean? And that would be on a monthly basis, right? And now, I mean, within what you know a few minutes like there's new there's new information just just available and there's not that like you don't have to sit there and like 
dwell and practice like on the same thing and like I don't know the it's it's way different now. I, I interviewed you are, uh, you're right Tim Towsley a while back and he he pointed out this thing that so like there's information and there's knowledge. And I hope I'm not misquoting him, but he was saying, like, to have knowledge, you have to have time to reflect. Like, because knowledge is what you make for yourself from the information that you have. And so I think, like, what you're talking about, that process, like, you're talking about going and looking once a month for this new thing. Then you've got all month to sit there and fucking go through your head and be like, how did this motherfucker do that? You know, and and probably wrongly too. Like you're coming to conclusions that are just, probably yeah. wrong, but your own conclusions. Absolutely. You know, like yeah. and so like you're building your own way and kind of constructing your own yeah, personality in that month. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like you've got a month to look at this one. You know, let's say something jumps out at you. You've got time to sit there and reflect not even reflect, just look at some and fuck it up for a month. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't, like, and it never looks the same and that's okay. You know what I mean? But you're mm-hmm. at least like, you're studying it. You're looking at it. You're constantly trying to figure out like, why does it, like, where's the discrepancy between what I'm doing and what this looks like? You don't you don't realize that at the time, but I wish you could pull that information away from people and see how how less saturated these things would be. You know what I mean? Just right for sure. You know, and that's a that that's a it'd be really a different painful, game for sure. And 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 that's like a really painful process too. Like I mean, if it's anything like what you're describing, if it's anything like what I went through when I was interning and learning recording like that was a fucking painful like 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 a process of like breaking your ego constantly like thinking that you're total shit like reinventing yourself like daily like learning new skills like really pushing yourself past these things that like i would never want to go through in my life again like i'm so glad I kind of like went oh, yeah. through that and, and got to that point. I, I imagine tattooing would be the same thing of like, Oh shit, I just fucked this up. Or like, I keep drawing this wrong or like, what the fuck am I doing? And like, once you yeah. failed all those horribly horrible ways, like you learn from them and like, you end up with like the style that like works for like, you know, you and your capabilities and shit. Yeah. You like, 20 years ago in Miami, like when it, when it took me five hours to do a tribal armband on something <laughs> or something like that, like you, you want to run out the fucking back door. You know what I mean? Like on some, right. you know, there's some just fucking dude that just laying there, you know what I mean? And, and like, you can't get the shit to get, you can't put it in. You know what I mean? And you're like, I, I can't do this. I got to run out the back door, but like you can't, right. It's not an option and you gotta, you gotta finish it. And you know what, if it's fucked up, you gotta fix it later. The learning curve is different now. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's okay. 
you know, like, like I've got a bunch of friends that are, and like you were talking about, like learning, you know, like, like engineering, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I sit down like, and, and you know me, like, you know, that I've like most of the records that I've made have been, you know, like for, for a while I fancied myself some sort of like analog purist, like tape junkie, you know? Sure. And now, like, it's funny because I have Ableton. Right. And I work to. <laughs> yeah. But then, but think about this. But that's exactly what we're talking about with, like, with the information and just the way that people think. It's totally different. It's like this, like, everything's in short clips. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you can kind of like 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 people people are thinking in clips and taking information in clips and then arranging them and then that's how their brains working rather than learning a process and you know a friend of mine wanted to come and like videotape or whatever a film me watch <laughs> videotape fucking uh film me like starting from like like starting a drum beat on a drum machine and then like going over to the Moog and then like making a cassette and then photocopying the artwork you know what I mean because I got two rooms right across from each other that I do all that oh hell yeah but like he was and he was saying just like he kept talking about like y'all come over and get a couple hours like just content and content and content and it's like what the fuck does that even mean like so it's breaking down the process into small clips that people can understand and organize and like oh that's how i did it that's how i did it like you're missing the whole (laughs) that's what i'm saying like like fuck art and all of that and you know what I mean? Like the process, dude. It's a craft. It's, it takes time. It's 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 hours. Like you you're you have to invest hours. You have to invest the time. You have to invest like whatever you can and 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 put as much time into this stuff. Otherwise, you know, whatever. Yeah. Hey, like I said, like Ableton is convenient. I like working in it. You know what I mean? For sure. But I know how to make a record from start to finish, you know? Right. Or how to make a tape from start to finish or whatever, you know? So these things are cool if you, as, as you know, if you can use them as tools because you already understand the process. Well, I, I think that's a big thing too, is like you have to have your own process and where technology becomes tricky is some technologies kind of like I'm thinking back to like like that motherfucker Marshall McLuhan that was talking about like the medium is the message and all that shit like he's like this theorist yeah. he he would say that like technology like forces you to adapt it and changes you and where where at least for me like I've had basically the same music setup like that I've been working like the same DAW the same all that shit for about the last twelve years. And, you know, it's like horribly out of date, like, you know, if I was talking to some (laughs) tech guy or something, but like, I know it, you know what I mean? Like I can go in there and fucking do exactly what I need to do, like without even thinking. Yeah. And, 
it's all but it's all your process yeah and and like that's like my process if i start using a new piece of equipment tomorrow the question whether i'm going to use it or not is really can it fit into my process but if it's going to like be me adapting to its process well fuck that you know unless it's like really gonna fucking add something then you know maybe it's time to change my process but usually it's not that way <laughs> usually it's sure. get into my fucking process or get well, the fuck out of here yeah and that's that, that that's kind of like the you know that the whole thing for me right now is trying to adjust to this weird uh combination of a digital analog hybrid type thing that's happening you know what i mean where right like like i'm going to like yeah i can make something in ableton bounce it on the you know onto cassette or you know into a tape machine or something like that and then make a cassette and then i'll walk over to my copier and all that stuff and that room and you know make a j card that's like just all high contrast like one color you know what i mean like there's this i mean the 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 digital analog hybrid society <laughs> thing right now that we're like transitioning to is wild to me but i mean you know like do we adapt or do we like are we just gonna be luddites and and sitting here and complaining about how things used to be and you know right <laughs> and and pay for like fuck it i mean that you know that that's one thing is like i i realized at a certain point that just from the the power that i have like if i had a, a, like the power i have available to me or whatever and, and my thought process in my and and actually be able to work in my process if i had a choice between having the console that i had at the studio that i used to work at or just having my computer, I would choose the computer because there was a lot of fucking monotony, just like, let's say like recalling a mix that it, it wasn't beneficial to the end record. It actually ended up fucking up the end record. Cause it like just shit wouldn't recall. Right. And you know, you're working with like 40, 50 year old pieces of gear. Um, it might sound cooler, but like, I realized like, me being able yeah, to like of make yeah like me being able to like implement a decision quicker weighed way more than like that particular piece of distortion right. i could get off that one piece you know because i was like shit like and you're not the song will be tape, and you're not like right you know but in that i also have to kind of come up with rules to not let the technology away from me, you know? So like I run my shit kind of more like an analog machine. Like I don't throw everything on a grid and fucking do all that bullshit. You know, I don't right, use right, the right. nasty not dehumanizing parts of like, Right. 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 You know, so I think there's definitely like a balance and it's like, if you're owning the tool then you're good to go. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about was like, you know, so you were playing in these bands and I think when I met you, you had just gotten out of um, Poison the Well, I think. But then you started playing this crazy, <laughs> like, so you're playing in like a, a pretty hardcore band. 
and then you start making, I guess, like the first shit, like the first Nerve City stuff. Um, yeah. How did you like go from like playing in a band to being like, you know, I'm gonna like actually because because with the Nerve City stuff, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but like this was you basically doing all the recording yourself, like kind of using the the studio as an instrument almost. Um, well, why did you decide yeah, to go I mean, to it was, that? There wasn't even a studio. Like, How did you get inspired to like make that switch? Well, I mean, we, you know, with a band like Poison Well, we'd go on these, you know, whatever, nine months, 10, 12, 13 month touring cycles on a record or something like that. And like, you know, you're gone for so long and like we all live together and the whole thing. And, and like we'd get home and I wanted to make something else. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to play the same shit all the time. Like, and like, yeah, I could play like, just because I could play 64th notes or fucking, you know, play, metal guitar or whatever guitar metal or whatever whatever <laughs> you know what I'm talking about right. um yeah. i enjoyed coming home and i would go into the garage and spend time just recording i started writing acoustic songs you know just an acoustic guitar myself and i was getting these cheap yamaha mt4x's they were like twenty five bucks on eBay at the time, you know, and I was I was I was ordering them, you know, by the twos. So I was had I had piles of these fucking things because they were moody as hell. And you know, you never what know when one of them's gonna crap out. The Yamaha MT four X. It was a four track. It was yeah, it was just a it was like a eighties four track cassette four track. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, and I started, I took over the garage at the Poison the Well house, and, like, when we would be home, and I'd be like, yo, you know, give me a couple hours in here. And I would just sit in there and, you know, work on that, because it was so far removed from what we had just done for six weeks, or eight weeks, or whatever, you know? Right. And the whole time that we were on tour, like I had been listening to literally anything else than the type of stuff we were doing, you know? Right. Like you need some reprieve from, from, from that. Like anything you do repetitively, like there's gotta be reprieve. Right. So, so like you come home and that's, that's how it started. I just started working on these little tape machines and I don't know, that's, that's how nerve city started. And then it turned into a little bit more of, I don't know. I, I think I figured out that I, I liked that process a little bit more than, you know, just standing on stage, like watching a giant fight every night. You know what I mean? Right, well, because you 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 turned Nerve City into a band at a point too, right? Like you got other people involved and started playing. Am I right in that? 
Uh, yeah, on the last record, there there were two other players on there, um, and but I mean, before that, it was just me, and you know, I mean, you've seen it. It was sometimes I'd play shows by myself. Sometimes I'd go on tour with just me and Jake, the drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake's always been there. Jake's always played drums. So like, you know, sometimes we go out as a two piece. Sometimes we go out as a three piece. Sometimes we go out, like, sometimes I put a full band together, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was always fun. Like I always, I always appreciated when there was a band or something like that, or, a, a, you know, a person that could make a song and then, make different uh iterations is that the right word yeah um whatever can make different versions of that same song with different instruments and different players and more or less players you know what i mean yeah like adaptation stuff like you're adapting it for like okay now we got four folks or whatever the fuck yeah yeah and you know, and hey, as a two piece, me and Jake will fucking kill it, but it would sound different. It'd be a lot more raw versus, you know, if I had four other people. Right. You know, where you can kind of delegate like who plays what part and like you've got a full like round band and everything is nice and buttoned up and, and you've got this you know, five piece thing going that's like, you know, just sounds sweet. Like that was the coolest part about that was just being able to kind of pick and choose, you know, and, and it was it was almost never the same people. Like which is think- also weird. <laughs> but do you think that helped like avoid because I mean I'm I'm trying to picture this in my head. Like so with each one of these records, like it all comes back to you going back to your place and making this stuff. And then when it comes time to go play it somewhere, you're going to figure out like, okay, you know, I want to play shows with this dude, this dude. So these are the instruments, but at any point did it ever begin like being like, Oh, this guy that these, you know, these guys, like did it ever start becoming more of a band than, than, and having that influence come back into the writing or was it always like you write it and no. then you tour? Yeah. No, no, no. Hell yeah. These are, these are always, and that's, and, and I say that, that sharply because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want anyone to, have to suffer my consequences for writing <laughs> shit that I did. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was my introduction to true songwriting and just really learning how to, I, I mean, and as awful as some of it was and as poorly produced and made and whatever as it was, like it worked, man. Like, it was me fucked up in my kitchen, you know? Right. Like recording recording onto a four track. You know, like like by the time I got to Richmond, like, you know, once I quit playing, you know, metal core, whatever whatever you want to call it stuff. Um, 
it turned into something that was like a lot more private and a lot more personal. And like, I appreciate it's, it's so weird because now I hate the production quality of it, but it wouldn't be the same if it wasn't me at three in the morning, like fucked up on the, right. on the you know, brink of tears, like just, you know, in my kitchen, like annoying my neighbors, you know? Right. Well, I mean, that, and that was the path you were on. Like, I remember being around you around that time when you were in Richmond and it was like, you know, like you, it was weird. Cause you like, you'd kind of talk about it a little bit, but it was kind of like this thing that this very, just kind of like put together thing that, that you just for sure were going to do. Um, and you were kind of like just on your own journey with it, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. There's not many times where like folks will just do something that like, you know, like stylistically, like all that stuff. It's not like you were like really like dipping into like some scene or something that you had to reinforce you. Like you were kind of just doing it on your fucking own. Um, and, you know, kind of all that through, through the aesthetics and all that shit. Um did you find that like a rewarding process like versus playing in a band like to actually like oh have yeah this... but i mean and, and i won't take like I, I can't take you know you make it sound real pretty like <laughs> but the, the bottom line is like at that time there was you know there was like there was that whole like academy records like new york group of or just scene or whatever that was like um you know that would become like sacred bones and all that stuff like they were doing like these kind of like lo-fi like kind of quiet recordings like when you hear like blank dogs and shit like that like right like i think it's because they were in small apartments <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. It couldn't right. be loud. <laughs> right. And and I and I just kind of like I liked that aesthetic or whatever, and I kind of went with it because I also didn't want anyone to hear what I was doing. Yeah. No, I, I was can really painfully self-conscious. You know. Right. Like, yeah, and I, I, and then you know it was like even even when I'd come home from 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 tour and like I was in with the Poison Low guys like. Like I didn't want any of them to hear me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's so funny you say that. Them listen to me, you know, give me old doodly doodly do. Like, you know, I'd never live it down. So, I, I mean, I kind of gravitated towards that, and then there there was a small scene of people doing stuff like out of their bedrooms and stuff like that. You know what I mean? On cheap shit, like I was using and. Oh, for sure. kind of made but it work, you know. I I was saying more of like the people directly around you, like you know what I mean. Like you were kind of like just kind of doing your own thing, you know what I mean. Like like of, of like the people that you would interact with every day and that kind of thing, you know what I mean. Like when you're in a band, you have these other people that like just them showing up. There's a lot of motivation to just fucking do it, you know what I mean? Because it's like, well, this guy got off work. This guy's standing right in front of me. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like we've got this practice space. We better fucking practice this month. You know what I mean? Like, 
and to like be doing that, like more focused around, like probably the, the main focus you had at that point was just like, you know, giving a shit about the song you're working on and just like wanting to hear it fucking finish, you know? Yeah. I think it's weirder when, when you have those, those like, uh, forces around you that are kind of like those moments where you're just standing in a studio or like the practice space. And it's like, all right, you know, like what do we got? Right. Yeah. Fuck no, for sure. It's very good. It, it, like I'm going to go home and play and record and, and just press record and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, hell yeah. That was more interesting to me than, the moment in the studio where you've got when you've got a few other people in the room with you that are like, yeah, that's that's fucking sick, dude. Like we got it. It's like, okay, do we? Like, no. I'd rather like, I'd rather sit there and just get fucked up and play a few chords on my guitar and say what I wanted to say into a shitty microphone and see what happened and it worked like it it like it worked in a weird way like i don't know that that band's it's still a, a fucking or that thing whatever it is is still like an anomaly to me but and oddly enough i still do it to this day i sit Hell all yeah. day in my studio by myself and like I mean, you know it, like you see it, like all I do is, is just work by myself and make shit. And then I make tapes all day and I make J cards and I design all that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything, like, yeah, like I, you know, so in a night I'll record two songs and then make a single because I've got whatever, because I always keep a stack of different length you know like different colorways and different length tapes and stuff like that like around so that i have whatever i want and then yeah no i still do it like <laughs> so like when you're doing this you're, you're talking about this process like you'll go and like record a song and then make the art for it like almost immediately after and then like put it on tape immediately after yeah i'm going from room to room bouncing stuff to cassette and while that's happening i'm in the other room chopping up whatever i mean i'll, I'll send you pictures like chopping up you know shit that i've had sitting around in some weird magazine or something like that you know what i mean and then just like keep photocopying and photocopying and photocopying and find and then like I hear the tape stop in the other room, so then I run to the other room and like flip it and like, you know what I mean? Hell yeah, dude. Just like, yeah, like hit record and then go back and then like keep photocopying the, this thing and like start clipping it out until it's a fucking until it's the size of like the J card I want and you know what I mean? It's 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 like a really weird, like honest, like fluid process, and I I hate to. That sounds pretentious, but like, it's the truth. You know what I mean? It's just. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like it, I look at, like it feeds itself. 
like it, like it, like fuels itself, like it, like it keeps fueling you because like you've got all these processes that you have to kind of like tend to in it, but they're also kind of like self-propelling almost. Like, I guess like once you got the copy, you're going, well, now you got to go fucking do this thing because that thing needs to be done. So it keeps you like moving and kind of like, yeah oriented on what you're saying the doing. copier runs out of paper when i'm recording you know when i'm recording this one thing so i gotta run over to that like chat room and then you know and my dog's like what the fuck are you doing you know like, <laughs> pick a room <laughs> yeah. oh my god and so do you have like pick a real a copier like it like not like a um laser jet printer or something but you have like an actual like toner Oriented. No, I wish I did, dude. No, I, I, yeah, I was about like to say, dude, because that shit probably cost like thousands. Yeah, I wish. I mean, actually, I don't. But yeah, like I, I, I would love to have a giant Xerox copier, like, like the old Kinkos one. You know, just massive. Just no, like, you know, fucking. You know, we're running a pop quiz type. Xerox right, right, right. Copier. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> pop quiz time, motherfucker. Like, yeah. Yeah, that type of piece of shit. Like, I would love one of those, but I mean, come on. You know, like. Become a fucking copier well, technician. We, and yeah, we, and, and like you have to, like, it, it, like we were talking about with like the. Uh, just kind of like adapting to how things are now and like ease of use and right. stuff like that. Like, like there has to be, like there's gotta be a middle ground. You know what I mean? Like for right. so long, like, like, like you can be a purist as much as you want, but like the bottom line is like, that's only going to fuck you in the long run. Like if you can't put out a cassette or whatever if you can't make a fucking tape like because you're out of fucking toner and you have to wait two weeks to get right toner for your xerox copier from you know 1980 whatever <laughs> like that's why i stopped using tape machines like and shit like that like you can't make what you want to make you know yeah and that's the beautiful thing so, about your process is like you've tuned this to be workable with you know your life your money your time um and that's a big thing because i think a lot of people when they get into stuff they can tend to kind of like you know not really respect their life or their time or their setup and you know you end up becoming a technician of this thing like way past the point of where it's like positive return is you know what i mean um yeah. And I mean, there's certain things like, yeah, I have a 30 year old car and like, I'm basically, I'm a dad, I I'm know. a musician and I'm <laughs> a, uh, and I'm a car repair person. I'm always fixing that car. Like always like, right. and, and that's, that's it right now. It works well in the balance of my life. You know, it actually gives me something to do. I just put new pistons in it sure. or new piston rings in it. Like cool. Um, but you know, and you like, and you like the process, like that. That's right. Like, you like the process, being a part of that car, you know, and like 
being able to work yeah. on it and like improve if, on it and or just keep it running. If if all it I needed it to do was just run, then I wouldn't be in this level with it. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like yeah. I just get a different fucking card. I know like, exactly no what you need, dude. That's, that's all I need to fucking figure out how to do is run. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, but like that's the cool yeah, thing about I mean, this it's, process. It's, it's got to be somewhat fluid, right? Like, like right. There has to be like you're not like you're not you, you're not on eBay like trying to trying to figure out like where you can get like new old stock so that everything's a certain way, are you? Or maybe um, I don't know. Uh, no, but I am 3D printing parts that don't exist anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> because that's just check. There is it. Like, yeah, you fucking <laughs> you got me. Like, but I mean, I know people that yeah. do that too for like tape machines and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I know some. I've seen some archivist yeah. guys that are you know trying to transfer. You know, some art, you know, like, I don't know, like a lot of people recorded on a specific machine. So they got to keep those machines running. And like those motherfuckers are 3D printing, you know, transport parts because you can't get them. And all the plastic from the new old stock would even be like, you know, 40 years old. Like it's going to fucking have the same problem. But you just got to figure out what that shit fits in your life. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. It goes back. You can be a technician of maybe one or two things, but (laughs) yeah, and 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 hey, like again, it 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 just goes back to like, where are you like like if you know how to do it, or if you knew how to do it to begin with, Mm -hmm. then I think it's okay to I don't want to say cut corners but like like again ease of use like if you know how to do it like yeah take everything away from me and put me in front of a fucking Yamaha MT4X right I will curse that machine I, like even as much as I love it I'll curse the fuck out of it you know what I mean and just you know, I might beat the shit out of it or shoot it or something like that, but like, there's nothing, there's like, I can do it, you know, like I can use it, I can make it sound, I can make a Nerve City song. Hell yeah. You know? Because you know it. And yeah, I'm not even doing Nerve City anymore, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can, it's just like, it just gets back to like, if you know how to do some like then kind of like using technology that's available to us for ease of use is convenient, you know? Right. So, well, that brings me up another point is, so the stuff that you'd moved on to, um, God, um, the one I saw you making tapes of the other day, what is that new project called again? It's uh service. It's service learner. Service learner. So, how did that evolve from the Nerve City stuff? It doesn't have a format. Like, there's no, like, it's not fixed to anything. Like, I wanted Nerve City to sound like one thing. 
Right. Okay. And service learner, like, all I'm doing is, like, if you look at the tapes and the stuff that I'm doing, like, all it is is just, they're studies. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and I don't even, I don't even fucking half step it. Like, you see it on the, on the fucking J card. Like, arpeggio studies. Like, you know, arpeggio study, clock study, fucking acoustic study. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, sometimes there's acoustics and vocals. Sometimes it's simply, like, just chopping shit up in the computer and, like, trying to figure that out. Like, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'd like it to be this thing that is kind of, like, that kind of morphs and doesn't have an identity you know what i mean like the only identity is that like i am constantly learning through it Mm. that's awesome i think well and that's got to be kind of relieving because and freeing because it was like nerve city even though that came out of such a i mean free thing at a certain point we keep making something that kind of falls in this area then you start feeling kind of like uh i don't know like like it has it has a language you know, and, and like, you have to stay within that language. Right. And, and people expect like, you know, I don't know, whatever. Fuck people. I'm I'm just saying like, (laughs) not fuck people. You know what I mean? Like, uh, (laughs) just like expectations is what I meant to say. Like, you know, people have expectations of, of, of things and, and, you know, myself included, like, and it's at a, at, at some point, maybe you can't meet them. Well, and maybe it can, maybe it can be kind of like harmful to keep meeting them because like, you know, at a certain point, like you might not be going the way that you need to be going. Like, it sounds like with service learner, you know, like one one of the coolest things when I got into the studio was like old studios, they used to call themselves a laboratory. You know, and even the word studio, like it means to fucking study, dude. It doesn't mean to come in here, read Mix Magazine and do like the latest fucking technique. It means to fuck with things, break things, fail, learn, try new shit. Um, And and I love that, like that, like laboratory aspect of it, too. Like, and so it sounds like service learners actually kind of like it's it's kind of like the minutes. Like, Like we were talking about tattooing, like, hey, how many fucking how many like. How many copies of fucking tape op have you read? Right. Okay. Are, are you seriously asking me that? But, but like, I don't know, four. <laughs> like, because I just don't okay. like reading that kind of shit. <laughs> like, I I try to be ignorant yeah. about my craft, and I try to just I don't like, understand from, it either. But no, man. Like, I yeah, try to it, fill my head with most just, of my own learning. Right, and and that's that's on like at this point. What do I have to do? Like, if I'm going to sit in a studio for, you know, I built a small studio. If I'm going to sit in a studio, like, for 12 hours, I better learn something, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and it kind of depends on the day, you know? Oh, yeah. If I want to figure out how to make a pattern sequence on the Juno or try to 
you know, get the clock right on my like mug to whatever the fuck I'm recording on. Like, yeah, like it's, it's just, it's a constant, it's, it's so funny, you know, like, like I'll open a beer or something like that and like, or, you know, I'll bring a beer or something like that and like set it down or two. And then two hours later, like I'll turn and be like, Jesus Christ. And I'll take off my cans and like, and then I'll go to grab my beer and take a sip and like, it's not even open and it's hot, <laughs> you know, and it's just, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, you just got lost in the work. I've been so focused on, yeah, it's like, what are we doing if we're not like, if we're not pushing, if we're not, you know, that's why I like the service owner stuff. Like, I don't care about selling these tapes and people are like, people constantly ask me like, is this like nerve city? Is this what? Like, I, no, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just me learning. And I don't, oh, yeah, that's such a care cool thing, selling them. Like it's, it's very satisfying to make not only the music, but then like just have a finished product. Mm-hmm. So even if I make five cassettes, I mean, you know what they look like. Like, they all look the same. Mm-hmm. And that's by design. And that's, you know, like, I want it to look like this thing that's just, that's one thing, and each one is different. And, hey, man, like, with each one, I'm learning something and it's not for everyone. And Hey, a lot of the stuff is challenging for me to get through, <laughs> you know, like, right. Right. I tell people so like, so yeah, it's always like, you know, Hey, what's up with that fucking, you know, clock tape order. It's like, Ugh. you don't want that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can't actually sit through that. Like <laughs> it's, it's challenging for me to get through it. Like, you don't even want to sit through that, you know? Right. But it makes sense to me. I don't know. It's, it, it's just one of those things where, hey, man, I'm never going to stop doing this. It's the only thing that I know how to do that I only want to do all the time. All right, man, that, so, that, that, I feel you on that. That That's an amazing, because it's, it's a dedication to the work. You know what I mean? Like, like, I really feel you on that thing about like, you know, you don't want to sit through that. Like, I feel like Crash did that sometimes. Like, they made these things that like, you know, they were so about just the thing that it, you know, it wasn't like, like maybe like that Yes Sir I Will record. Like, I, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but right. it's, it's yeah, almost yeah. like not music. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's more statement. It's more like this is the yeah. fucking work. Like, like you're never dancing this. You're probably never going to remember these lyrics. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, we have to fucking make this. And, and there's something that like, I really respect about that. Like that just dedication to like, yo, I'm feeling this. And so now we got this thing and yeah, you might not want to listen to it, but it's fucking out there. I made it. <laughs> yeah. I made it. And, and you know what? It like, I don't give up like, I don't make my living off this. You know what I mean? Like this is right, right. 
is love. Trust me. I mean, I'd be destitute. Like, <laughs> but I, I love it so much, and and just can't get away from it. You know what I mean? Like, it's the only thing. Like, when I get home, you know what I mean? I, I hang out with my dog for a while, take her for a walk. We shoot the shit, and then she lays down next to me, and, like, I just mess around on keyboards and drill machines and shit like that. And just, like, like nothing's out of bounds anymore, you know? Whereas, like, for years, for my entire life, I thought that music was two guitars, bass, drums, vocals out, you know? Yeah. It's not that way anymore. Like, hell yeah, man. I really, I enjoy like just exploring and learning and stuff like that. So, well, that brings me to two other things I want to talk to you about. One, um, so the steal for me Instagram that you have, that's basically, is that like a, is that like a label you started up? I mean, it's like a distro of like a bunch of shit that you're making, which also spans into the other thing I want to talk to you about was like, you're doing zines every once in a while. And like, I kind of wanted to like figure out like, you know, like where did the motivation to like, like zines to me, I've always seemed like, man, that's a lot of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but they seem oh, like yeah. <laughs> fucking, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, how do how do you how does that relate to the music that you're making? Like, where, where when are you like like what what happens when you're like shit? I got to make a zine. It's all the same. I mean, when when I don't like when I don't feel like being in one room, I go mm-hmm. to the other room. Shit, you know, and I start writing right. shit up and and photocopying and just like I learned how to fucking make books fluid like just the same way like we were talking about like with with music and stuff like like, hell yeah i figured out how to make pages go together you know what i mean like pages like two and 48 (laughs) have to be on the same copy right (laughs) right right yeah exactly yeah book binding exactly you're like and, you know, and it's all just, you know, and again, it's just like I'm constantly learning and and I'm still, again, like I was talking to a buddy of mine today, like the same, the same dude just talking about like, man, I got three zines. Set. Like I'm, st- I'm 41 years old and I still fucking collect zines like it's fucking nudie magazine day. You know what I mean? Like, hell yeah, it's insane. Like. Stupid, like, but like, I look through this shit and I get something out of every one, you know. Are you like trading with like other like distros online or like friends you know? Like, how do you like the zines that you're consuming? Like, where are you getting them from? Um, yeah, some of them, some of them are weird, you know, handwritten like copies of like train hoppers and shit like that. You know what I mean? Talk about right, right. a ride they took or something. And then like somehow I find those for like five bucks. And 
some of them are, you know, $40 and they're really well made with cool things and stickers and, you know, just all, all the, all the bells and whistles and tricks and stuff like that. And like, whatever, I, I collect all that shit and, you know, there's something to be, you know, said for each one of them, you know, or, or there's something to be taken and, and learned from each one of them. Like, and you know what my stuff looks like, like it's all pretty similar and whatever it's, I've also used it in, in, you know, as like, I've been making these tattoo catalogs, like haven't seen those ever. So I started making them and then whatever. And now so like your make jeans, them. but they're tattoos. <laughs> yeah. They're just designs. But like, I'll, I'll, I'll write like, you know, summer 2022 or something. Right. On the front. And then those are the designs that, you know, when someone's sitting there filling out paperwork and don't necessarily know what they want, they can look through that and they can pick one. Oh, hell yeah. And no two are, no two are the same, even if they're the same design, they never come out the same, you know? Right. So, like, I just like making things, you know, whether it's songs or cassettes or books or whatever, man. Like, I, I just, I enjoy the process more. I think I enjoy the process more than the product, actually, you know, or whatever, like, I feel you on that, man. But that's the thing is like the the processes. That's yours. Like like the thing about being like a producer of something, whether you're like a, you know, working at a restaurant or, you know, making art or fucking anything is like. The part that's in your life as the person making it is the process, like the product, and some of these things like. The second you're done, it's gone. Like, if you make a tattoo and it's great, like, great, that's gone. Like, you get four seconds with it, probably. And and then that, it's on the motherfucker for the rest of their life. But, like, that product's really, like, yeah. four seconds <laughs> of, of your life. The process was two hours, you know, or an hour, you know. And, and the process yeah. is, like, what you I have to wake up with. Man. Like, you have to wake up every day and be stoked on the process. Cause that's what you're going to do. You know, you're not going to do the product. Like the product's theoretical sometimes too. Cause it's like judgment comes into the product, you know, like, and it can be kind of like right. arbitrary, you know, you can be like, Oh, well, I really, you know, like people can, two people can look at the same thing and have completely different opinions of the product. Right. Um, see two totally different things. Yeah, for sure. The process though, that's all what but you that, think of it. And hey, guess what? I don't wake up every morning stoked. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> yep. There's I a lot of mornings you. where I wake up and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I was the thing is that process has to be like durable enough that like it still pulls you in at some level. You know, like there's something that kind That's of. It's the only thing I got, man. Like, yeah, it's the only thing I got. It's, 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 it's. it's I feel bad for like, like we were talking about earlier. Just, just like the availability of information and 
accessibility and, and just, just, I mean, overflow. I feel bad for people that, that, that will never experience like developing their own process. Yeah. Like you're talking about working on your car and how you, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, you know, just whatever, like sitting in a room and like flipping the switches on. Yeah. And seeing what happens, you know? And if, and if you know what, if you know, it's not working because you know how those days go, like, there's days where nothing works. <laughs> and if you know it's not working and you go to the other room and I start trying to like photocopy shit, like put together a book or a zine or something like that, like that's not working either. It's like, oh, I guess I'll take my dog for a walk, you know? <laughs> like I it feel doesn't you. happen every day, but but like yeah, we like those are the days where like I feel lucky. Closing, closing up here. Um, where should like uh, for folks that want to get into your shit, like what would you recommend? Um, they kind of start with or, or like, yeah. Oh, oh my god! Like what? I, I, where do they start? Yeah, like I mean, if you had to kind of like show like kind of like something that would kind of like like for okay, I guess there'd be like two things like just off of what we've talked about, like if they wanted to check out the service learner stuff, like how would they even check that out? Do they have to get a tape from you? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's like, what do you like? You know? Cause, cause I'm, I'm remaking and like revoicing a lot of like these, like, I mean, I've got 137, Nervous City songs that have never seen the light of day. Oh, God. And wow. Probably never will. So, like, yeah, like, I go back into those sometimes and, like, make them into a service learner song where it's just, like, a drum machine and, like, the Moog, just like, just like an oscillator. You know what I mean? Just, like, mm-hmm the most like primitive way I can make it or same thing. Like I'll, like I'll listen to one of those things and turn it into a fucking guitar song. Like, I don't know. It's, I guess where to start is just, just tell me what you want, like, or what you like, or what you're after. You know what I mean? And if it's, you, you know what I mean? Like there's, I don't know. <laughs> I know that no. fucking sucks for your question, but, no, I mean, but that's it. that's that's awesome that it's that complicated because that's the like that's how your shit runs. No, like, it's that simple. It's just like, huh? like just yeah. just like 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 say like just tell me what like what you like. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, that's if you like awesome. guitar guitar music, if you like fucking weird weird noises, like if you like weird high contrast books or stuff like like just tell me what you like hell yeah man that's the best way you know that's the best way to get what you want from me i'll, I'll tell you that like like i said like i'm not i'm 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 not necessarily playing like to the consumer and you know unfortunately 
a lot of this shit is challenging for some people, myself included. You know what I mean? To get right, there. right. But hey, man, fuck it. Like, if you want something that comes easy, there's fucking pop radio, you know, and there's fucking <laughs> you know, there's Danielle Steele or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Check that shit out. Like, you know what I mean? Go go into any airport. Fucking buy a CD or in a, in a book. I and mean, fucking, you'll be fine. Or <laughs> tell me what you want. And fucking, and I'll send you something that I think you might like. Like, that's it. And that concludes my interview with Jason Boyer. I'd like to thank Jason for taking the time to talk with me. You can find a collection of all Jason's work on Instagram under the name Steal From Me. If you like this episode, consider and check out more episodes on your favorite streaming service under the name Various Things. This has been Various Things. Thanks for listening.